Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. In last week's episode, I talked about all the necessary pieces that should be put in place long before your project starts, as far as the research, as far as the budgeting, as far as hiring someone. And I can't stress enough how important those pieces are to a successful and smooth running project. So if you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. I also discussed the fact that we are opening up the Only Girl on the Job site course. And the reason we're doing that is because it is currently mid-November and people are preparing for projects starting after the holidays. And in order to be as prepared as possible, as educated and knowledgeable as possible, you need to start now. And quite frankly, it's a great time because people do slow down. We are spending more time at home during the holidays. You have the time, maybe if you're cooking, put your earbuds in, listen to the course, catch up on a few of the lessons, learning as you're going so that you know when you start this project, whatever size it may be in 2022, that you are going to be as prepared as possible. So we thought it was a perfect time to announce that the Only Girl on the Job Site course is open and we are offering a sale because we know how important it is to get this course in the right hands and we want this to be an exciting time. So this also is going to be a challenging time for any project. And obviously we have been slugging through the last year and a half or more with the issues that have been surrounding the pandemic. So beyond the health issues, we are inundated with issues with supply chains, with labor shortages, with missing parts and pieces and delays and delays and delays. And that is not going to end anytime soon. We actually are being told from industry articles and organizations that it's going to get worse still before it gets better. Now, I'll be honest, I can't imagine it getting worse than where we are. So stay tuned. I guess I will talk about that in the coming weeks if it truly does get worse. And I I am praying it does not get worse because it is truly a pretty bad right now. And I've been doing this for 29 years. And everything I've read by designers who have been in the business even longer than I have saying that this is just unprecedented. So the course itself, these podcasts, the digital offerings on my websites, the downloads, these are all going to be critical pieces to your success because there's going to be so many additional issues that a project during, quote, normal times won't have to experience. So what does this mean for you? What are you likely to experience? So I can tell you on my own projects, we are having issues getting product. We are having issues getting product in certain finishes. We are having problems with 
labor shortages. Luckily, we have been pretty successful in maintaining the teams that we work with, but there is a slower pace. And that's also because of the teams that they're working with. So just because your, say, painter has all the guys working with him doesn't mean that the people that support him, like the paint stores and the suppliers, they are having labor shortages. And so that slows down my painter's crews, even though they're fully staffed. So this is really a domino effect and it is systemic. It is truly touching all aspects of obviously your own life, but definitely in the construction world. What are contractors doing preemptively? Well, many of them are actually choosing to push off the beginning of a project until the big pieces are in place, like literally in place, either in a warehouse that they have access to or the site or the home of the client. And that is highly unusual. So for instance, what are these big pieces? Well, that may be plumbing pieces. That may be the windows. It may be doors if you're doing ground-up construction. It may be appliances for a kitchen. Things that will dramatically push off end dates and grind projects to a screeching halt if they aren't on site. So for instance, right now, I know you've heard me say that Pella windows are running 18 weeks. So they're traditionally four weeks. So a contractor knows that. He builds that into his schedule that he provides to each and every one of you. But now 18 weeks is actually not even guaranteed. So we were just waiting for a set of windows and we did wait the 18 weeks and it got delayed another two. Now the project was underway because when we first ordered the windows, they were at nine weeks and we factored that into the schedule. And then during that nine weeks, Pella reached out to all of their contractors and said, by the way, we're now 18 weeks and your order is further delayed. So that project, while there has been some progress where we could, it has come to a snail's pace compared to where it should be in, quote, traditional or normal construction times. So contractors are now saying, nope, not even going to do it not even going to step foot on your property until those long lead items are in my control. And when they first started telling me this, I was, I bristled against it. I was like, no, 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 we got to go. Maybe we'll delay a month, but we're not going to be delaying 18 weeks for a project. That's just unreasonable. Let's factor in the time. Okay, you think you'll need the windows on week five? Then let's start in 10 weeks and hope that they come in early. Now, that was a couple months ago. And I am starting to realize that there is a lot of merit, depending on the scope of the project, there is a lot of merit in waiting because these homeowners are living longer than they need to inside a construction site. And again, if you didn't hear the episode with the interview with my friend Jill Kalman about being ready and preparing and decorating for the holidays, I highly recommend you going back and listening to that because we tackle that very topic of what on earth are you going to do if you're trying to entertain in a dining room that doesn't have flooring and may or may not have drywall on the walls? So she and I dive into how to manage 
having a house that's torn apart for the holidays. Maybe you don't have floors, maybe you don't have all the drywall. And she had some really clever ideas on how to kind of have fun with it, how to embrace it, but yet still entertain, spend time with loved ones and family and get through the holidays, even inside a construction project. So I do, you must go back and listen to that if this is your reality, because I think you'll feel better at least having a plan in place or some ideas to explore rather than just wandering around your house, freaking out because none of the rooms are finished and you were tapped to host the holiday event this year. So this is why I start in November to start talking about projects that are hopefully going to get underway in the early part of 2022. And also be aware if your contractor, if you're in discussions right now, and the plan is for them to start shortly after the new year, I would keep checking in because I know my projects keep slipping and sliding. And it has nothing to do with me not wanting to start work in January. It has everything to do with things that are, quite frankly, out of my control. And as frustrating as that is to someone who likes to be in control of things, it is what it is. And I am learning to manage what I can manage and then just wait for the rest. Now, the good news is I have yet to experience something just simply disappearing, meaning it is just no longer available, Renee. Sorry, it's just gone. My products are all coming in. They're just coming in in an extraordinarily slow time frame. And so you really need to consider if in your head you're saying, okay, mid-January, I'm starting a project, please start thinking end of January, maybe early February, mid-February. And if your contractor still shows up beginning of January, then that was all good planning, but not necessary. But I am telling you more often than not these days, everything is getting pushed by a couple of weeks, if not more. So how do you manage all of that? Well, you still go through the exact same steps as if we were in, quote, normal times. The problem is you have to factor in much bigger brackets of time than you would likely have to before all of this, right? So if a contractor tells you it's going to be 12 weeks to renovate your kitchen, I would start thinking in my head 15 to 16. Now that seems unreasonable. And you think, how on earth could it take four extra weeks, Renee? Well, the work itself does not take four extra weeks. It's the waiting game that you have to play to get all of those pieces in place. So you're going to have times where it might be a whole week where there are no contractors in your house, but yet your house is still pulled apart. So there is going to be a lot more anxiety that we're going to be experiencing on projects, I bet, the entire year of 22. And so the course that I built, it goes through that. We talk about the very emotions that people will naturally go through on jobs. And now this is something I have witnessed myself for decades. And so I now forewarn clients in meetings and I tell them early on, oh, you should expect this. And then you probably hit here and they look at me and they go, you've got to be kidding me. That is never going to happen. I don't know what you're talking about. And then lo and behold, they've hit the fatigue stage and they look at me and they go, oh my God, you were dead on. I cannot believe that I'm going through this and I told you I wouldn't. And, you know, of course I knew they would, but they said it's just easier to manage getting through that fatigue stage 
knowing that that's normal, knowing that honestly, it's expected. While I can't foresee when certain stages will start and stop, I know that they will be experienced by every client on every project. So this is the kind of thing that this course is so invaluable for because it explains all of the details that you should expect and great ideas and suggestions on how to get through it. Because that truthfully is the goal. You can't control whether you go through an emotional roller coaster during a construction site, but you can control how you manage it. And one way to manage it is to be knowledgeable, is to be prepared. The other way to manage it is once you're in it, the tips and coping mechanisms that I have always encouraged my clients to take advantage of to get them through it, to make it less painful, less disruptive to a job. And these are things that I just, I cannot tell you enough how much it helps people. And quite honestly, it helps designers. So all the designers listening, learn from my experiences. I can assure you the designers in my program all kind of chuckle when they go through and read about all the emotions. One emailed me today and said, actually, I'm glad I just saw that lesson because one of my clients is in the anger stage. And now I understand some actionable items that I can tell them to use to get through it and hopefully unwind some of that anger because that is a stage that some people go through. But my goal with the entire course is to help you avoid anger at all costs. Please hear me. There is no room on a construction site for anger. It does nothing but hold up a project. And nobody wants a delay on their project and particularly when they're angry, right? If you hit the anger stage, you want it over and you want it over faster than they had committed to. So all anger does is create this toxic environment inside a construction site. And whenever there's a toxic environment, nobody works at their best level. It just doesn't happen. So this is one lesson of over 20 lessons in this course that takes you through not only the stages that you as a client will go through, but also the stages that you will go through in a practical manner. How a project starts. I am constantly asked, Renee, what's the order of installation? And I say, well, there is some level of order, but it depends on what you're doing and when, because there's sometimes where you can install the floor earlier because you need it because something's going to sit on top of it, but you don't finish the floor. So if I just say generically install the floor, well, I don't want you installing and finishing the floor in the first phase of construction. The floor will get beaten up and look like crap at the end. So it's not unfortunately as cut and dry as do A and then B and then C and then D. Now, that is the case in as far as building a wall. Obviously, you can't hang drywall if there's not a framed wall. So that part, yes, the contractor knows his steps. But as far as you trying to manage it, you know, there are logical next steps 
with caveats, right? You might install your hardwood floor in month one, but you're not going to refinish it until month four. So the lessons inside sort of walk you through all of this so that you're knowledgeable and educated enough to partner with your contractor and then understand what how he planned his schedule and then why. Everybody wants to know why things are done that way. It helps with the buy-in from the client side, which Trust me, there needs to be an emotional and mental buy-in to any project for it to be successful. So having that knowledge, understanding when you see on the schedule, there's flooring indicated in month one and month four, and you're looking going, well, why wouldn't he install it all at the same time? Well, he is. He's installing it in one and he's finishing it in another. You won't have to go there. You're going to say to yourself, okay. Or you're going to say to the contractor, so you're installing month one and you're finishing month four. And I can guarantee you, if any one of you do that with knowledge and confidence, your contractor is going to look at you and go, yeah, that's right. They're going to be stunned that they don't have to educate you each and every step of the way. That allows you to be much more collaborative because you're not having to spend all of your mental energy in trying to untie the knot that construction looks like to a newcomer. Being collaborative is your goal because there will be collaborative moments that you will be required to partake in, right? There will be unforeseen items that come up. And instead of you trying to process the why and the how, because you know that now, you can then go in and be collaborative and put your creative hat on and say, actually, let's try it this way or that way. And maybe your contractor is going to have an idea and you kind of play out both options and then weigh the pros and cons and decide from there. You're no longer knee deep in trying to figure out what it all means because you have those fundamental skills. You have that knowledge and confidence so that you can just put aside and then go have some fun. Because I can tell you, I love what I do because I have the confidence and knowledge on the baseline of any renovation project. I have fun. Don't get me wrong, there are issues all the time, but the issues are manageable because there's knowledge on how to get from point A to point B and smooth that problem out. So you can just go in most of the time and have some fun with it because you're not constantly worrying about what is happening and then why is it happening. So the things you're going to be looking for in 2022, you're going to be really hyper-focused on the schedule, and you're also going to be much more open-minded about the schedule. And that means your schedule as well as the contractors. So in the course, we talk about when is a good time to take on a project. And so if you've done that step, which you need to, You have identified the best time. There is no perfect time, but the best time for you, your family, your job, whatever the moving parts are in your life. So now we have pandemic. What is that going to do? So you're going to have to go back and realize that the time frame you identified as the best possible time will likely be extended on the tail end. So what does that look like for you? If you had planned a project to finish up by June because you know your kids are out for summer and you just didn't want to deal with a construction project and your children, I am going to tell you right now, it will likely not end in June. 
So what does that mean? Do you rearrange something? Do you postpone this project? And trust me, I don't say that lightly. And I know everyone is sitting there listening to me going, oh, hell no, Renee, I have saved, I have planned, I have this, I have that. It's all lined up. Come hell or high water, we're going through with it. Okay. And that is a choice. But by making that choice, you may end up with a bit of a disaster in June if it's really problematic to have the kids there as a construction project is finishing up. That is a choice. But what I want you to understand is that it is not the contractors at this point pushing the timelines. It is powers that are out of their control and will continue to be out of their control for a while. So this goes back, research, 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 plan, plan, plan. The more you plan for all scenarios, and trust me, we've had to think of tons of scenarios that didn't even know existed about two years ago, but they have to be factored in because they will be a part of your project in some degree. It might be a delay in a product. It might be a labor shortage issue. It might be a timing issue on your end. There are going to be issues. So the more you know, the less stressful a project will be. And I don't mean to overstate it, but construction projects are very stressful for homeowners. And there's no way around it except to mitigate it as much as humanly possible. And that is through knowledge and confidence. The only girl on the job site course gives you that knowledge and confidence. And I just can't express enough how important it is for you to invest in yourself so that you can be a collaborative member of the team and not be in a reactive position at each and every juncture throughout the entire construction project. It's just not a fun position to be in. And I really do like people enjoying their projects because they're likely to do another project. And that's what's good for my industry. That's what's good for your home, your family, and supporting the best way you can live in your own home. So if you want to take advantage of this opportunity, the course is currently on sale. If you go to my website and on the show notes, you will see links detailing out all of the pricing, the payment plan. If you want to jump on a call with me to discuss whether it's really a good fit for you, I am happy to help you understand it. If you're listening in November, the course will be on sale through November 30th. So please, if you're interested, don't waste time. Definitely get a hold of me. Jump on this opportunity while we're still offering it and get ready and prepared for your home renovation project starting in 2022. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, if this leaves you with more questions than answers or you want more information about the course, please, you can always reach out to me directly through email. You can message me on social media or you can jump on my website and find more details on not only the course, but the digital products that I have, the downloads, there's freebies, there's all sorts of content on there to help you process the enormity of starting a home renovation project and managing it yourself. It's totally doable with the right resources in your hands. So I thank you for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me 
You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.